Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. It is currently 1234 in Edmonton. Just before we go to John Shannon. I'm going to put this out there on a couple different fronts. I want to know where you're at right now with the Oilers. How confident are you in the team? I mean, they're up to 40 wins on the season. Uh, what are they? Uh, eight, two, and one in their last uh, 11 games or something like that. They're obviously going pretty well here. Uh, substantial difference in the 5v5 play. I know I quoted some stats. Uh, Wood guy did a little bit of research for me uh, about a week ago. He's a sharp dude. Um, and basically, the Oilers have been a top six or seven team in 5v5 goal share under Jay Woodcroft, who's now 17-7-2. So where are we at? Do you see a different team? Are you watching a different team? Are they a deeper team up front? Do you have concerns on the back end? Goaltending remain a question mark. I want to know uh, where your confidence is at there. And then part the second question has to do with Yessa Pugliarvi. He missed uh, 12 games with a lower body issue, meniscus challenge. Uh, to me, he's a guy that has to be physically right. He's on an unbelievable plus-minus heater right now. Since he's come back in the lineup, he's played 10 games. He's got a goal and five assists, six points. He's plus 13 in those 10. He's plus 21 on the year. So he's tied with McDavid and Drysaddle for the best plus-minus on the team. He's had pretty good possession metrics. I still think there's lots of room to grow with him. I'd like to find out what you think. So thoughts on uh, where Edmonton's at, where Edmonton's headed. Is this a better team? And what about Paul Yarby? Is there still room to grow there? You tell me, Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. As we go off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and welcome for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling, we welcome back to the show. He was in Edmonton last week. He knows uh, uh, I'm crushed this morning because uh, my beloved Alberta Golden Bears suffered a heartbreaking 5-4 overtime loss, double overtime to uh, UQTR, which, by the way, is is good for you sports hockey that Alberta or UNB didn't win the championship this year. We welcome back to the show, John Shannon. Hi, John. How you doing? Hey, Bob. You? Not bad. Not bad. What's going on? Oh, no. Just uh, 
relaxing a little bit after my uh, long trip. Enjoyed the Oilers last night. I got nervous at the end of the first period with Leon, but he seemed to uh, put all those fears uh, away in the second and third periods. Yeah, they're you know they're going through a a, a good run here. We'll see uh, with Leon. The team's going to practice today. Um, Leon's a, Leon's tough. <laughs> he's a yeah. he's not a, he's a hard player. Like he's a big physical guy that knows how to protect himself a bit. Um, where do we get, where are we going to start here? Well, I mean, John, the Oilers seventeen seven and two under Jay Woodcroft. Um, you know, a couple found ways to win. Ultimately, maybe weren't, you know, got the 6-1 victory against Arizona. Arizona's, Arizona is what Arizona is. Um, mm-hmm. Then they play the L.A. Kings. They win 4-3 in a shootout. That was an exciting game. The Kings rallied from 3-1 down uh, and in that game. And the Oilers appeared to be home and cooled at one point. And then L.A., you know, ended up getting a point out of it. Uh, up 4-1 against St. Louis. Didn't put them away, but won 6-5 in overtime. 6-1 victory last night in Anaheim, a team that has cashed in their chips. Four-game winning streak. Give me your thoughts of where this group collectively is at at this time. Well, I mean, I, I think they're obviously going in the right direction, but uh, looking over your shoulder, you got Vegas playing better. <clears throat> Excuse me, you got Dallas uh, prior to last night in their pickup against Seattle playing better. Um, you, you basically have nine teams in the West fighting for eight spots. It is... Uh, and you're going to have to sprint to the end. You're not going to be able to take any time off, and and you're going to have to make sure you get every point out of every game that you can in order to get to 96 or 97 points. Yeah, I I think you might need more than that. <laughs> the way it's going right now, John You, you, you may be right. You, you, you may be right. Uh, I figured 97. Others have said 96. But right now, 97 appears to be the number. Well, they're at 80, John, they're at 85 points right now, as you know, and they got 12 games left in the regular season. So if they win six of the next 12, they're going to finish with 97 points. Now, I've said all along, for me, 99 points was, you know, you get to 99, there's no way you're going to miss at that point. And that means you got to win right. seven of your next 12 games. And they have a tough stretch. I mean, they're, they're actually playing... The game against San Jose kind of concludes a stretch against some of the, you know, and they can't look past San Jose. I know they've beaten them twice this year, but the Sharks, unlike Anaheim, didn't totally, John, cut, uh, cash their chips in. I mean, they went and re-signed no. Tomash Hurdle, and they're getting a little bit healthier, you know what I mean? They got uh, Carlson back on D. That's not going to be a walkover game against San Jose. No, goaltending goal in San Jose now, I think, is the big question there. What are they going to do in goal long term? That'll be the... That'll be the biggest issue, but uh, certainly uh, San Jose is in much better shape than Anaheim is right now. Pat Burbeek has been given a license to rebuild, and and he seems to be doing it on the fly. Last night was a, uh, in many ways, after seeing how, how great that Anaheim team was for so many years, it's kind of sad to watch them yesterday. It's not that sad. <laughs> Sorry, it's not that. I mean, I, I think in my 14-year career as an Oilers broadcaster, and the toughest, uh, the toughest loss for me, uh, you know, and, and I think Jack might con- concur with this, was the, the game five against Anaheim in the second round of the playoffs back in 2017. Yeah. It was a, you know, and, and they, you know, Getzlaff, hey, I love Ryan Getzlaff. He's a great player. He could play for me anytime. But, you know, him not being available, obviously Kessler no longer in the pitcher, no Kerry, uh, Corey Perry. And then not to have Lindholm and Manson on defense, like they're just a completely different team now. 
Um, that's, no, it, that's it, it's su- actually quite it's actually quite staggering uh, to think yeah. that uh, Pat Verbeek comes in, new manager, um, and has obviously has a license to do whatever he feels he needs to do to rebuild this franchise over the next four or five years. And he did. I mean, you take a, you take a look at the. Uh, the balance of the moves that they made, you know, they traded Lindholm to Boston. They got back a first and two seconds, as well as uh, you know uh, Vakaninen, who had already been a first round pick for Boston. They traded Raquel off to Pittsburgh, get back a second. Uh, you know, they trade Manson to Colorado, get back a good prospect in a second, and they got a third for Delorier, which is going to allow us to transition into something else. So they traded Delorier and Manson, and those guys protected Anaheim a little bit. What did you think about what transpired? And you know I'm eventually going to get you to get some, give me some uh, perspective on the on the TV stuff that got said. But specific to the incident itself involving Anaheim and Arizona, five nothing game, uh, Zegras scored a wonderful goal, and it, you know you could make a strong argument. What was he doing chiseling uh, in a five nothing game? You know, going at the goalie a bit for a rebound. Um, I thought what transpired on the ice was excessive, frankly. And unnecessary relative to today's time, and I didn't like it that a guy who's capable of fighting fought a guy that doesn't fight. Uh, but I'd like to get your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, let, let's face it. And when you're 36 years old, like Jay Beagle is, uh, and you're you're really fighting every day to prove yourself in the NHL, um, you tend to cross the line every once in a while. And I'm sure that it's been a frustrating season for Beagle personally. Um, and obviously, you know, with the organization, the way Arizona has played, we saw them play earlier this week. It would be frustrating to have to be around them. Um, you know, we're, what we've come to now, Bob, is that there are, even though Zegris is, what, 21 or 22, Beagle's 36, uh, there are two different generations of people that play the game uh, and how they play the game. I'm not sitting here and justifying anything that Beagle did as acceptable, but what I would tell you is is that uh, there would be a time and a place for that type of thing uh, in the league that Jay Beagle began to play in uh, 14 years ago. And um, this is a game that you play on the edge, and sometimes you cross the edge, and sometimes you have to pay the price for that. Yep. And if, you know, and I don't know what gets said on the ice during the course of the game. Uh, maybe, maybe some players find Zegras to be, you know, uh, th- there are players in the past that will tell you that some American players were a little cocky. Just like, you know, they're, you know, there are players that would suggest that historically speaking. Uh, that's, I, I've never heard that about Zegers, but he's certainly a gifted offensive player. I mean, Anaheim should be super excited about him and Mason McTavish in the future down the middle. That's yep. two great building yep. blocks for them. Um, what, from a, as, as a former, uh, longtime television pr- producer, executive producer, and a high ranking one at that, what did you, you know, what did you think of what got said about, and that's the spur of the moment of live TV, too. It is live. Well, you know, Tyson Nash took a little bit of heat for that. Um, what was your perspective? Well, I, I must admit, I did not hear everything that Tyson said. I read a lot of post-game of what he said. Uh, I don't know Tyson well as a person, um, but I also know where Tyson came from. And again, a generational yeah. thing. Uh, he is a team employee. <laughs> uh, you have to put that into context that what he's supposed to be doing, what he's trying to do is 
paint the picture of that hockey game through the eyes of an Arizona Coyotes fan. Um, and if you're asking for fairness in that point, sometimes you're not going to get fairness. You're going to get it the way the Coyotes want it done. And and so from that perspective, uh, I, I don't have sympathy from for, for Tyson, what he said, but I understand why he said it. I also understand, you know, Tyson's background. He came from the hard-hitting Western Hockey League at a time when uh, that type of thing was, was acceptable. Uh, and, uh, again, frustrations come through. We, Bob, you and I have worked with broadcasters, uh, former players, that often, often uh, carry the wins and losses uh, on, their, on their arms every day, and they have nothing to do with the games anymore. And yet it bothers them if the team wins or loses. And really, that's something you have to learn to control. That's something that Tyson probably has to learn to control. Yeah. Well, hey, make no mistake. I broadcast the Oilers games. I want Edmonton to win. I'm an employee for the team. I want to see the organization have success. I'm also, you know, uh, I mean, we've talked about this before, John. One thing that really grates me is when we have it, you know, and it's not all of the media. It's, it's a couple people in particular, but they seem to target young defensemen and they, they also target, um, top end guys when the team fails in the playoffs. And I just look at the Oilers and think that, and, and this is, Edmonton's at a different place even now than they were two and a half months ago because they got a Vander King and he's changed the complexion to make up their forwards. And because yep. they are making a little bit of a push here, then they get Broussard, then they get Kulak. They have a deeper team. But I, you know, I gristled at the suggestion a couple of years ago in the playoffs that it was because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. They didn't play defense. That's why Edmonton lost to Chicago. I just like, what are you watching? Um, and so, you know, and I, and I sit here as a, you know, a member of Oilers Entertainment Group and I, full disclosure, and I say, you know what? Like, they got to continue to build around McDavid and Drysaddle. So on that note, are you liking what you're seeing in terms of building around? Are, are we? Can you see that we're chartering down a path here? And we got Keith Kretzky coming up at 135, John. Uh, you know, Stuart Skinner could be a goaltending option of the future. I'm not saying he's going to be a stone cold mortal walk to be a number one, but you know, a, a drafted and developed goaltender within. Um, you know, Broberg and Niemelainen are exciting prospects on defense, and Holloway's exciting. Like, they've got some pieces coming that are now properly percolating. Do you like what you're seeing? Are you seeing an improved product on the ice? And could you see if that, or am I just looking at it glass half full instead of glass half empty? Well, I, I, I don't think it's simple as, as everything has to be homegrown. I think you have to look at the Evander Kane signing, uh, Zach Hyman signing. That uh, it has to be a hybrid in this day and age to make sure that you can get to the next level. But certainly, uh, being able to uh, take advantage of your draft picks, you know, I, I, Holloway and uh, I'm excited to see Holloway when he finally gets to the NHL. Uh, I really liked what I saw out of Broberg, and, and the few times that I saw him. Although I think that they would probably like him to play a little more defensively rather than offensively uh, at at certain points of the game. But I mean, any team that is pointed in the right direction has to has to successfully approach the draft in certain ways, and has to successfully approach free agency in a certain ways. And I think right now the Oilers are pointed in the right direction. The problem is that the moment you you have that success, the moment you get things going in the right direction, 
it's another contract here and another guy needs more money in order to stay and then you end up managing the cap one more time and you know managing a cap that is a flat cap these days i know it's going to go up a million but it's you know a million at times isn't enough for a lot of hockey clubs john do you like some people dismiss plus minus and I'm looking, and I'm thinking specifically of Pugliarvi. The puck seems to be, over the last couple of years, more in the opposition end than when it's in Edmonton's end when Pugliarvi is on the ice, regardless of who he plays with. Um, now, he's he hasn't scored a ton over the last 20-plus games that he's played. He's dealt with COVID and then the lower body issue, but he's come back. He's plus 13 in 10 games. Um, do you buy that? Some guys don't necessarily have to score to make teams better. Like, I, I guess oh, you, yeah. you, like, Absolutely. where are you at with Paul Yarby? It's funny. I sat with Craig McTavish for a couple of games, and and, and he could not stop it about uh, Paul Yarby's use of the body, his use of, of, his, uh, of his skating ability and his forecheck. Uh, and, he, you know, here's a guy that has won four Stanley Cups that understands that every team needs role, needs role players. Not every guy is going to score 40 or 50 goals for you. You do need role players. You know, are things that frustrate about Jesse Pugliarvi? Sure there are. But right now, I think he's still learning to play into his body, and he's getting better at it every day. And, I mean, the, the 12 games he missed because of the, the, uh, the injury certainly didn't help. But uh, these last few games, if you watch him, he, he's on the puck more. He's aggressive. He is using his body. And, and if somebody on this organization can do that, that takes a little bit of pressure of other guys that sometimes are expected to use the body and shouldn't have to. Uh, Randy has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, it's sure going to be interesting in Arizona when Dylan Gunther, quote-unquote, skills it up. Different player than Zegras. Uh, shooter, not necessarily yeah. the same level of playmaker, but understated playmaking skills. You know what? They had 7,700 fans yesterday without a huge push for the Oil Kings game against Red Deer. He's good. John, right. he's going to be playing in front of 10,000-plus fans a game. They had 13,000 a week ago uh, Sunday uh, in the Oil Kings game. So uh, uh, that's going to be weird for Dylan Gunther to go from a building that on a lot of nights uh, in the playoffs is going to have over 10,000 fans. To I, I, I'm still, like, it's, I find Arizona interesting. You know, I really find the whole situation there interesting because, of course, they're basically beholden to the revenue sh uh, contributors around the league. This, yeah. And this, yeah, one, yeah. this yeah. right, John, this wasn't supposed to be the template. There was supposed to be short-term assistance for franchises, cyclical success for organizations, and not a team that's pulling out a revenue sharing for 20 plus years. You know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. going to be, yeah. like, they're going to be 15 years now they've taken from revenue sharing since we went to a cap system in 0506. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, uh, in the next week to 10 days, um, Alex Morello, the owner of the Coyotes, is going in front of Tempe City Council to discuss a $4 billion development including a new arena, commercial district, condos, very similar to ICE District. Uh, and if, if Tempe City Council uh, gives him the thumbs up, uh, then going to, the, going to the small building for short term, three years, uh, might have paid off. Because, you know, we, we have, at a certain point, Bob, we don't live there. 
we have to believe when people say, well, the only reason the team hasn't successful is because the building is in the wrong part of town. By the way, right. they say the same thing on Ottawa. By the way, has Ottawa always been in revenue sharing? Um, so so from, from, from that perspective, if Alex Morello is prepared to put that type of money up to develop a new um, ice district in Tempe, um, then I think we have, then we have to give him the benefit of the doubt and see if it works. I'm not suggesting it will, but uh, there is a chance because I, I, I like I believe in the market. I've always believed in the market. Uh, I, I just I mean when you combine where the arena was with the lack of success on the ice, hey, maybe they're pretty smart fans in Arizona that don't go to games because they know the team is bad. I don't have quite the same belief in the market as you do. I, the one guy I really believe in that works there is Rich Nairn. He's excellent. Uh, does a great job for that organization. So, hey, uh, John, great stuff. I, I noticed you completely avoided talking about the Alberta Golden Bears not winning the national championship this year. Well, I was trying to be nice to you, Bob. But, hey, by the way, I met your family on the weekend. Holy smokes, you overachieved. Well, thank you for that. They were, yes, they said very kind words uh, about you as well, John. You obviously made quite yeah. an impression. So, good stuff. My, my, my new best friend Hudson is there. That's good. Well, it's he was, yes, he was in Studio 99. He doesn't go into the seats during the game, but he's in Studio 99. Unique little fellow. He's not that little anymore, yes, either. Sir. John, great stuff. No. Thanks for your time. Okay, Bob. <laughs> All right, take care. It is 12.54 in Edmonton. We'll come back with some texts. We will tell you that guests and orders now, though, receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It is open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 to 10 p.m. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. We were joined by John Shannon from Legacy, uh, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. He is our NHL insider. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get them with no payments and no interest. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. For a year, that's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Your text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 12.56 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from San Jose, California. The Oilers uh, winning game one of a three-game road trip tonight. Our last night, 6-1, 6-1 in Anaheim. To the Oilers Now Injury Report, it's brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. It's this simple. They're the best. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment. They get unrivaled results. Trent Brown, probably the best Golden Bear football player in the last, I don't know, 35-plus years or so. 
went on to be a CFL All-Star as a safety. By the way, we mentioned, uh, so last week the Golden Bear Volleyball team won the national title. This week the Golden Bears hockey team loses the uh, national championship 5-4 in double overtime to UKTR, out shooting them 70-40. to Noah Phillip had two goals and three points, could be signed this week potentially to an NHL deal. And uh, the Golden Bear basketball team had a great year too. Carlton has been the preeminent power. They got 16 championships in the last 19 years. Um, Alberta lost to them 64-63 Saturday, missed the last shot. Duke also losing to North Carolina. That was it for Coach K, and it is North Carolina and Kansas in the NCAA National Championship game, which I will be watching with a fair amount of interest uh, tonight. To the injury report. All right, so yesterday, Miko Koskinen was ill. He did fly with the team to San Jose. Uh, Stuart Skinner was recalled. Keith Gretzky drove him up yesterday from Bakersfield. Uh, and Stu is with the team as well right now. Uh, the orders obviously do not have... Oscar Clefbaum, nor uh, do they have Kyle Turris with him, Oscar Clefbaum on LTIR for the last two seasons. Turris, for all intents and purposes, uh, went down on the clear day, but is on LTIR. Um, and uh, Josh Archibald not available right now as well due to the uh, COVID rules and the fact that he can't travel. There you go. That's a look at our uh, injury report. It is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and we'll do some storytelling with our Inside the Game analyst from the Oilers Radio Network, Rob Brown, at 105 when we return to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.